know we've talked about weird licensing that the Beatles have done in the past where they've the, their license has been used for some weird and questionable things, especially in sort of television and film. We had Sergeant Pepper yeah. and we had Across the Universe, really shonky things that they've been licensed to. Oh, yeah. I was sat watching children's Netflix with my daughter today and if, right. if you don't have the children's bit on Netflix, there, there is an option when you log on to the child's one where it'll give you four shows that they usually watch and a question mark in the middle and the question mark will randomly pick a kid's series that's on Netflix and nine times out of ten, oh, I want to try that. And uh, this time uh, it came up and it was a show called Beat Bugs. And she said, I want to watch that, that looks interesting. And press play. And I I wasn't really paying attention. And the next thing I know, there is a a group of very young CG animated uh, children bugs uh, being serenaded by a dragonfly singing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Of course. Uh, at which point I, I pause a second and go, what is going on? Uh, and then I find out that Beat Bugs is a series that was licensed for about £10 million by some Australian oh production company uh, to use all the Beatles back catalogue. And Beat. every episode has two Beatles songs oh in it that God. is a, a very liberally crowbared into some sort of plot. Beat, beat from the Beatles, Bugs, Bugs. Beatles. Yeah. Why was it just not called Exa- Beatles? Because <laughs> that's another £10 million pounds for the name. <laughs> Astoundingly, after this episode finished and I looked at the credits, it featured Pink as as the uh, the singer singing down, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And for, <laughs> digging further into it, Sia has appeared on it. Was she, so Pink was a dragonfly? Yes, Pink was a dragonfly with kaleidoscope eyes. Just so we could actually make the song make sense in the context of a, a children's song. Fucking hell. It's it's real shunky nonsense, but I just sat there in disbelief and I was like, how have I never heard of this before? Craig, further yes. research required on this. Could you go further into this? And I want to find the weirdest Beatles song. Could you tell me, please, when Maxwell's Silver Hammer will crop up? Oh, when, when that, that when, really when that fa- I mean, there is when I'm 64s in there. So for the benefit of Mr. Kite. Oh well, this is quality Glass stuff. Onion. Quality stuff. <laughs> Glass Onion is a tune, actually. It is a tune. Is it a children's song though? No. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but still, apparently, um, Aloe Black is Boris the Frog. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's just some... That's, that's just some Russian spy talk right there. Are we just sitting on a bench next to each other? The bizarre use of the license, just going, going to show once again, Paul McCartney will do anything for a quick... So, you want to hear some really sarcastic voice casting? Go mm. Morgs is a very nervous and self-conscious stick insect. He's played by James Corden. <laughs> Play that theme tune. No, no. So Yusuf Islam <laughs> no. and Robbie no. Williams have both been <laughs> the son. Um, Regina Who came Specht. first? Yeah, Regina Specht has been in it. Robbie was first. I can't, I can't comes go in. the sun. Okay. <laughs> That's a theme. 
So how do we keep focused on every number one ever? I get asked this question at least 13 times a week and I give the same answer every time. I just concentrate, I take the job seriously. I'm a professional, <laughs> we're professional. And do you know who else is professional? <laughs> Captains of ships. <laughs> Captains of ships, yeah. Welcome to the Costa Concordia of podcasts. <laughs> Imagine if you see us as Captains 3. No, not on an archaic longboat. Oh, no, on a mega state-of-the-art ocean liner. A skyscraper at sea. 15 floors of fun and Legionnaire's disease. 14 casinos, 5 massage parlours, and one of them big shiny dome ball things they have in Las Vegas. In fact, that's it. We're Las Vegas at sea, but with more glitz and twice as many defibrillators. Anyway, here we are on a raging sea. That sea being the history of the UK charts, represented as liquid. We, powerfully and with firm arm, are trying to guide you from beginning to end safely, navigating the massive waves in our superliner and traversing calmer, sunnier areas. We do not fear the Triangle of Bermuda, oh no, the Icelandic Square, nope, or the rhombus of Rhodesia. No, <laughs> the good ship ENOE has had. Isn't Rhodesia stern... landlocked? <laughs> <laughs> Makes it lethal for ships then, don't it? Rhodesia has not existed since 1980 as well. It is obviously Zimbabwe. Um, Cecil Rhodes is not a person who's looked upon favourably no, these not days. At all. But it is, but it is alliterative with the word rhombus. Um, the good ship, ENOE, has had its stern bewetted by many, many a storm. Storm cowls regularly, Cyclone Lucas Graham, it's a band! And has even faced and survived the indignity of Hurricane Nonce twice. Both the bow and us have stayed true, our portholes firm, something about seamen. Our aim is to keep ourselves upright and steady as she goes, navigate round icebergs whilst heading for our eventual goal, the evisceration of all appalling chart toppers hidden in a clunky metaphor about weather at sea and a decent five-course meal every night. Only the best for the captain's table! And speaking of captains, who's got their hands on the wheel? Well, let it be known that it's written in the books of fact and history that Captain Sir Tom Moore was only named captain after this man. And like our Captain Moore, he's a massive was-not-was fan. What that dinosaur, Tom? And full steam ahead, Captain Sir Tom Craig Lowe. Iceberg ahead. The youthful upstart. The youngest man to captain a ship containing over 400 rooms, three water slides, and a five-star review of all Lloyd Webber's big hits on a 24-hour performance cycle. Yes, the port to Craig starboard. It's Captain Dr. Liam Maloney. Infamy. They've all got it in for me. I liked, I liked this nautical kind of beginning. That was fun. I want, like, can we have a soundtrack of, like, tugboats? A tug, I don't know. Tugging. Well, no, no, it's a completely different background noise you're after there, Liam. <laughs> I'm not going to make the noise. Craig, out of <laughs> us three, I think you're the only person who's been on a cruise. Right? I did just book a, 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 a boating holiday, though. And am I right in saying that we're not hearing the sound of tugboats <laughs> on a cruise? We're hearing the sound of, I've got this image of like uh, distant arcade machines people ordering sangria and just people being sick 
Like, what? What's the sound of a cruise? Screaming kids. I mean, to 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 to, to really bust you the illusion. Nothing really. It's it's like walking round the Arndale Centre or any major shopping centre or anything like that. You can't you can't hear like anything going on anywhere because it's too well constructed. There's soundproofing everywhere. There's light music being piped in the background. And if you're lucky, you get to see the sea every once in a while because it's so fucking big. Well, let me thank you firstly for constructing my sound mapping there <laughs> for, for what you've just heard. I mean, it's going to sound like an absolute mess, but I like it. Also, I like the fact that when I said, what can you hear on a cruise? And you basically went, you can't hear shit. And also the fact <laughs> the fact that you were obviously sponsored by Stena Line or something. Um, far higher class than Stena. You're a Royal Caribbean. They're just incredibly loud. It's Craig's hearing has got so bad in his old age now. <laughs> oh, isn't it quiet on, you, on the top deck? I think you'll find cruising is very much a 30 to 40 uh, vacation hotspot now rather than the elder side that it used to be. Let that one go, Liam. I am doing. Two of my friends just got back from um, from going uh, on a cruise around Norway. Um, mm-hmm. Northern Lights and all that shit. Um, and they nice. said it was one of the worst experiences of their life. Um, two people died and three people had to be airlifted and there was a norovirus outbreak. Um, and that was their honeymoon. <laughs> Just a, a boat swaying from side to side full of poo with some lovely lights in the sky. No, no, no. The poo gets flushed out to sea. It's no, fine. it doesn't. It doesn't, it, Craig. It's it just slowly does. Cabins, cabins of poo, of poo. With, with lipped <laughs> doors, so the poo just kicks the door and goes <laughs> back in the room, well, slashes <laughs> over you. Let's name the machine before we discuss the okay. poop tech further. Okay. And today's machine is called... Johnny Cash. Mm. Now. Now. Yeah? Is there a spelling joke here? There you go. How well, am I spelling cash there, Liam? The H, uh, yeah, yeah, with a H, with a H. and an E, yeah. And a, no, it's a, a, C- a it's curly khaki. We've made, we've absolutely mauled this, haven't we, Liam? It's yeah. Johnny Khaki. <laughs> it was a uh, fucking grammar a- joke on radio, anyway. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, first up this week, we are having who are we having? Cash. I wrote it down. Cash. Yeah, sure. Johnny Cash. It's okay. <laughs> um, Matt, you're up. Oh, fucking hell. No messing around this this week. Oh, no. You need number 165. Mm. Three weeks, 1st of November, 1957. Johnny Cash. C-A-C-H-E. Johnny Cash. Do we have any further information on this? Number one. Zero on this. Hit play. You should get it. Well, that'll be the day when you say goodbye. Yes, that'll be the day when you make me cry. You say you're gonna leave. You know it's a lie, cause that'll be the day when I die. Well, lovely stuff, Buddy Holly. Yeah, but actually just given to the the name on the the name over the door on this one is the cricket switch where he's back in band i'll oh, wow. explain why in a second two and a bit minutes of pure rock and billy r&b pop from the bespectacled one uh, as we said uh actually first thing to note this is 1957 
right? Mm-hmm. And I listen to a YouTube version of the original. Ori- that feels quite early, doesn't it? Yeah, a, a, a YouTube recording of the original pressing of what you've just played. I think it sounds fucking great. Mm. For 57, he's I think not, it sounds... He's not, he's not doing the funny voice, which is always nice when it comes to Buddy Holly. Oh, the verses. What, when you say the funny voice, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, right. All the way through the verses. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll come to that. So I, I think the actual sound, the production on this sounds better than some songs that were released 10 years after. Fair. It's, it's relatively well performed too. The guitar works really lovely. Um, I've, I've written here, Craig's just picked me to the post. Still never been keen on that Mr. Holly when he does that effective thing with his voice but it's a bit of a shtick. So it's kind of like he gets the breath caught in his throat, doesn't he? <laughs> I suppose it's his calling card. Um, one of two chart toppers from Buddy Holly in his tragically short life. Also, he feels like an important artist from the past who is slowly fading away in the reassigning, the constant reassigning of the who's who of popular music. When I was growing up, there was definitely a resurgence of the importance of Buddy Holly from, you know, there's a couple of movies that centered around his uh, music. Jive Um, Bunny, bitch. Jive Bunny. Jive Bunny, bitch. There's Craig again. (laughs) Keep the Jive Bunny flame burning. It's talking to the reassignment of pop and rock. Um, Frank Black, name check Buddy Holly. Um, Glenn Matlock giving huge praise to his concise and direct ditties. Uh, he was probably held in as high regard as Elvis was, as important at these points, but now not so much. Quick Wiki Fist song is credited to the crickets, as we've said, Liam, as opposed to Buddy Holly and the crickets. This was a workaround to avoid a clause written into a contract signed with Decca. They weren't with Decca at this point. They'd left that contract. But all the recordings they did with Decca, they weren't allowed to re-record any of those songs for five years. And uh-huh. what a lovely, easy workaround it was to just record the song and not have his fucking name on it. Just down as the crickets. Went in a number one. Lovely. Boys, Fuse, Buddy Holly. That'll be the day. Eh. It's fine, Wow. Sorry, I'm not going to get excited about this. Uh, no, I mean, it's... it's, it's I mean... It's better in some ways because you can see where it leads to. It's very much proto Beach Boys. It's it's got that very sort of proto surf rock to it. Oh, no, you, that's it. You can see. I mean, you, you, it's it's yeah. proto everything, isn't it? Because yeah. it's. Uh, it, I'd, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't like it. It's 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 good. It's Buddy Holly. I mean, there's a reason that Weezer wrote a song about him. <laughs> <laughs> Faint praise indeed. <laughs> to, use the, uh, to use our favourite little saying, this does not move the needle at all. I'm, I'm, I'm not. It doesn't do anything for me. I, I don't see anything particularly bad about it, but there is nothing particularly laudable or in, you know interesting it's about it. It's just not your bag, baby. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And just a bit of note to uh, obviously ring fence the fact that Buddy Holly was pretty much first pop tragedy as well wasn't he really you know life yeah. snuffed out very young at 22 on well it them. depends who was actually in the front seat of the plane don't it our big bopper was in the back balance out the way yeah unique number one <laughs> nine six eight too soon? it's too not soon. even too soon it's just I feel we're allowed a, to I, joke I, about the death of Richie Valens in 2024 I had a choice, I had a choice there of either going in hard on let's let's talk about in swinging detail how the plane broke apart, <laughs> or just move on. And then we can do Otis Redding. It can be a whole thing. <laughs> this is 
is a whole other podcast. Otis Red and Leah, after that, that's episode three done. It writes itself. I mean, it does no point. Liam, never, never cash out on a, on a conversation with a producer by going, Otis Redding, Aaliyah, it writes itself. <laughs> Next up is unique number one, number 968. So we are jumping quite a long way forward. I'll tell you how long forward we are at the 20th of December, 03. So we're, we're going to hear one sting, are we? Are we? I think we might hear two. Patsy Klein also died in a plane crash. Liam, <laughs> hit the machine. What, what are the stings for? It's, you need to warn nine six three. My second choice. We're not. We're not advertising your drop the pilot podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Every episode will just be called pilot. <laughs> it's been Glenn Miller. So. <laughs> You might have noticed. You might have noticed that there is only one sting there because it was a one-week wonder, which means that this song, if we not, lest we forget, go back to some of the older episodes. I'm going to say it was episode thirty where we first discussed this. This was the Christmas number one in print only. When the Christmas number one was decided, it was being outsold. This song was being outsold that uh, by what was the Christmas number one in 2003. And all I will say is, thank the Lord this wasn't Christmas number one. Stevie Ray Vaughan. I'm feeling happy. So do I. I am so sad. I lost the best friend. This is awful. What is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, it's 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 Ozzy and, and Kelly. Yeah. Going through church changes. Yeah. Second in a sequence of songs born out of the reality show The Osbournes, following <laughs> Kelly's version of Papa Don't Preach. Oh Don't. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Don't. Conceptually. I saw Kelly Osbourne live. Right. <laughs> Pens down. Craig, where did you see Kelly Osbourne? Where did you see Kelly Osbourne? Like, Liam is gone. For, uh, for uh, Liam has spat beer all over the place and he's gone. Here. Craig, where, by the way, at some point, I'm going to need a list of everyone you've seen live so this can never happen again. Where did you see Kelly Osbourne live? Academy 2 in Manchester. I think it was Academy. It might have been Academy 3. Right. I was about to say, no, no judgy judgy. Were, were you asked to go and see, or was it your choice? It obviously wasn't my choice, but it was because she released a solo album at the time, I think, that was relative, that had like sort of pop music on it, I think. I'm just trying to check. Now, Shut Up think... was the name of the album. Yeah. And she didn't. No, um, yeah, quite, quite famously she didn't. Jim Reeves. <coughs> this podcast is Drags going into absolute. I'm I'm loving this. This is a complete mess. Uh, it's all it's gonna be is me with my head on the desk, Craig saying I've seen them live, and Liam listing more people who have died in plane crashes. I mean, fucking hell. When we get onto Lockerbie, he's gonna be here all day. Um, 
So, yeah, second in a sequence of songs born out of the reality show, The Osbournes, following on from Kelly Osbourne's version of Papa Don't Preach. Conceptually, this is fine. Artistically, this is absolutely horrid. Horrid, horrid, <laughs> horrid. The original Black Sabbath cut of, of this, because this is originally a Black Sabbath ballad. Ooh. Ain't great. Uh, obviously, the, the, these, the words are rewritten here uh moving the song away from a song about divorce as the original was to more familial familial rouse and it's just minging it is minging <laughs> it's there's just a bit there's a bit no there's no way to describe it and can i back up my minging right can, can <laughs> so you? if you if you no, right if you read the lyrics there's a bit where it says i love you daddy right mm. Liam, go to one minute, 25 seconds. Oh, Let's hear Kelly Osbourne sing. I, no one's going to like this. Race. I love you, daddy. Double tracked. Daddy. It's just <laughs> rancid worst of music They stuff. were on a chair spinning round, weren't they? Yep. That was the video. They were going through changes. They were going through changes, yeah. It's obviously uh, pish. I'll give you a couple of YouTube comments to add ballast and then I'll hand it over. Uh, I've realised that when I've got nowhere to go with the song, this is now what I'm going to do. So here's YouTube comments. This this is basically just to underline how poor people are at choosing what they like. Tammy E. Jackson 1541 says, This is one of my all-time favourite songs. I love the way they sing together. The words fit their father-daughter relationship through the years. Craig Butler 5590 says 2020 and still my most played song love it Ammo 7276 says masterpiece wish all music sounded like this today <laughs> sad face so there you go everyone loves this song don't they Craig Liam everyone loves this song don't they unbearable <laughs> really unbearable is. like the fact that it's double tracked and both of the double tracks are out of tune. It's fucking awful. Ozzy can't hold a tune in a bucket. He can't hold a bucket. It's unpleasant. That took a minute, didn't it? It's just, it, it's, it's just... And it comes from a reality TV show. Like, Let's be honest. Fuck off. Like, first Black Sabbath album is fucking great. It's got The Wizard on it, which is like the peak of blues rock metal stuff. Fab, Ozzy is a shadow of the shadow of his former self that was three rehabs back. Craig. I think I've set up my stall by saying I've seen alive, so... Have you? No, not at all, but <laughs> let's, let, let's keep it vague and move on. You like it? No, do I fuck it? Thank God. I never know, darling. Like, sometimes you can yeah. just, like, whip I'd, the I'd... rug... Yeah, I do. I, I like to be an enigma sometimes. I like to confuse you with my musical tastes and keep you and the listeners on edge. You are an enigma. I just think, just to just to quickly pull the final thread on this, I think what's most distasteful about this is actually not Kelly or Ozzy. I think this is, it's all Sharon's doing this, isn't it? This is where oh, she deeply. was kind of mm. at the peak of her powers. And you just get the feeling that the manifest hands of the puppet master is in the background selling her family like cheap prostitutes. When I, when I was in high school, I was friends with a guy who loved Black Sabbath. 
And mm. I remember him telling me just how much everyone hated Ozzy's wife. And then years later, along comes the Osbournes. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Well, apparently, I don't yeah, she actually... was always hated among Sabbath fans, wasn't she? Well, no, well, she was, yeah, hated among Sabbath fans. She, <laughs> But also, lest we not forget, just to give a bit of balance, she's a strong female presence. And let's be honest, a lot of metal fans can't handle a female presence, let alone a strong female presence. Very. Shall we? Shall we move on? Yes, let's leave the incels to themselves. Do, do I need <laughs> work? Do I need to ask where we are in the kitchen? I don't do that. <laughs> I'm you swimming through one... old quaver packets as we speak. You need Ooh, number one eight eighty. Is there any way that this could drag back from the bin those two songs? Fourth uh, of November two thousand. So not great. But, no, not bad. You know, there, there was some. Some diamonds in the rough. Some diamonds in the rough, weren't they? Johnny Cash, weren't they? It's been... Ay, 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 ay. Give your meat a good old rub. Oh, damn, the spicy meat. Stick that Are we opening the, the spice rack? The spice rack is being opened for the first time in quite a while. I want to say the longest time we've kept the spice rack closed. So this is a one-week wonder. It's a double-A it's a spice rack and it's the year 2000. So, given your Spice Girls knowledge, guys, what are you going for? Greg? Uh, 2000. It's a it's latter day spice, so it's going to be Viva Forever and uh, what was the double A on Viva? I can't remember. <coughs> I never heard of either of these. Press play. Pause it. So the song's called Holler. Right. Now, when that song started, what song jumped to mind? Oh, well, it, it sounds like it's Dark Child, isn't it? Like he name checks himself. Yes, it is. So it's, um, it's a Destiny's Child tune, I think, isn't it? That he's sort of riffing on. It's a little bit no scrubsy as well, isn't it? Yes, it is. Of course it is. Um, Spice Girls Go, Destiny's Child, I've written. A bloke's voice. The first man... On a Spice Girls record. Oh, oh, the sellout bastard. Who? When was Dane Bowers? Rodney Jerkins. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that would have been after this, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, um, she would have left by this point, Victoria, wouldn't she? Yeah, yeah. well, Jerry, Jerry's gone. This is this is third and final, yeah. Right. So we'll, we'll get to the double A in a minute, by the way. But we'll yeah. just let's just drill down into Holler first. So, Can yeah. I actually hear a bit more of it before you tell yeah, me? Yeah, go for it. Because I don't don't remember this at all. Do you not remember it? No, not a, no fun. memory it's, of this. It's not. It's not a classic. Quite cool. I quite like that. It flatters. It flatters to deceive Liam. The the production, as we've mentioned, <coughs> Dark Child or Rodney Jerkins to give him uh, the name his mother gave him. Um, he ho- he did uh, say my name. Say my name. Say my name. Uh, the boy's mine. If yeah. I if I had my love, I'm not going to sing them all. If I had my love by Jennifer Lopez. He didn't what about us by Brandy, which I play at my mm. students a lot. But it's all less than the sum of all those songs. It kind of oh. amalgamates everything that's worked previously. It should be great, but isn't. 
Yeah, it's just, it ends up being a bit piss weak. Um, when I played this the other night, my uh, long-suffering other half quite rightly pointed out that it only really comes to life when Sporty starts singing. And then it dawned on me that in the hands of someone else, more capable vocalists, this would really fly. But Spice Girls had gone away from that cartoony side. And like we said about Little Mix last week, they started going verses against their luminaries and taking on the kind of cool R&B sound. And they were left a little bit wanting. Um, do you, Would you like to hear the flip side? So this is uh, Let Love Lead the Way. Not Scooby. Where they're going to go with it. Ballady. Yeah. God, that sounds cheap. What makes this world go round? Will the answer let her down? You can you can stop this. So if the first side was a little bit no scrubsy, then this is unpretty bit kind of sort of slow TLC vibes, but in all intents and purposes, it's Shazbat. I'm going to say this. They should have split when Jerry left. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, but it, it is following the classic Spice Girls formula. Every double A has like a really dancey number follow with a, a wet, a wet one for the mums and dads. I mean, mm. it, there is always that you look at every double A that the Spice Girls did, it follows that same formula. The phrase, a yep. wet one for the mums and dads, made me literally gag. <laughs> <laughs> they they have lost any of their... There's something... They've kind of... They've gone up the wizard sleeve. They're through the, the wardrobe. They're at this walking point. wounded and, by this point, aren't they? Yeah, well, the, 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 I think the saddest thing is they went from being genre-defining and leading the music scene to mm. being poor imitators and followers. That's essentially what the problem was. I mean, oh, Leading the music scene, not in music, but just in the kind of technical nature of yeah, the five, yes. well, each you, individual. You look at, that, yeah. Yes, well, and that, and it, a, a whole host of imitators followed. They, yeah. if, When you look at the pop scene, there was they were the first real big success out of the, out of the gates on that side of the 90s. They were doing iconic. that. Yes, I they, cannot think of a band more iconic than the Spice Girls. Like talk about girl bands. But then to smash forward to two thousand, and as you say, they're trying to emulate some sort of success in a genre that's not really them. Very true. Look, let's draw a veil on this. The cartoony nature of the Spice Girls is what makes them iconic. It's the the you know those again. We mentioned something akin to this last week. The the individual nature of all uh, the the aspirational nature for young girls to to aspire to be one of these five characters. By this point, <laughs> they are... All not wearing a girl black band. dresses they're, and they're, all they're, having similar haircuts. Well, that's, do you know what? They're a woman band, aren't they, by this mm. point? And when you dilute this, you're not left with very much. No, mediocre yeah. singers with semi-solid harmonies. Yeah. That is where we should leave it as I go. Craig, where are we going? Buddy Holly, Ozzy and Kelly Osbourne, Lesser Spice. Bin, 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 Liam bin, bin. Maloney. Yeah, it, it's not up to much, is it? it? Everything is very much either uninspiring or actively quite bad, in the case of Kelly and Ozzy. So, yeah, bin. 
I will wrap this up with these six words. I feel sorry for Buddy Holly. Get it in the bin. Which means it right. is time once more, it's my It's mucky dip time. Let's dive in and see what's what. Mm, that's early. Oh, it's... Oh, it's Oh, it's Live to Tell. It is Live to Tell. It's my favourite Madge. Which could have been on the Top Gun soundtrack for me. It's not not Kenny Loggins. It couldn't have been on the Top Gun soundtrack. (laughs) Imagine Kenny Loggins doing Live to Tell. Wow. (laughs) I am absolutely made up with that. Oh, as you should be. It's a bit... There's a bit in Live to Tell. I just thought this was such a brave production moment. It goes to nothing. There's two, there's about a second and a half of absolute silence in the middle of that song. I think that's marvellous. There you go. Lovely stuff. That is an absolute win. Excellent stuff. Let's move on then, shall we, boys? Because that feels like a nice way to start the show with a unanimous and a good result. No cucumber castle in sight. As we move to Mr. Craig. Hello. My first number one this week is unique number one, number 803. Before we go any further, Johnny Cash, give me that ring of facts. (laughs) Excellent. It's been... Give your meat a good old rub. Oh, what? Spicy meat. (laughs) Double spice rack. Multi-spice. (laughs) Multi-spice. This was number one from one week from the 26th of September in the year of our Lord, 1998. Oh, great. Okay, so let's see if we can work out what this is. So we've had, um, bag it up already, haven't we? Bag it up. And we also had, lift me up. <laughs> we've not had Chico Latino yet. Ooh. We've Chico had the only Latino. Bunton, I think, which is what took you so long, the kind of Texasy sounding one. Have I we think had... we can rule out all solo stuff here, can't we? Can we? Because, well, didn't didn't Jerry go in 99? She did. Oh, am I jumping the gun? And this oh. is September 98. It is? Oh, maybe I'm jumping the gun then. Well, I don't know. Are you, though? Craig, Craig's poker facing with this shit. <laughs> Why don't we press play and I find oh. out? I'm the M to the E-L-B, you know me. I'm the M-I-S-S-Y to the E. It's I Want You Back, isn't it? It's I Want You Back, featuring Mel B and Missy Elliott saying her name and grunting, but still getting go credit on it, as Missy was wont to do in the late 90s. Should we have uh, a chorus? Because no one remembers this. No. <laughs> It might sound whack, right? Oh, no, it's not. It's on whack, yeah. What's yeah. that meant to be, that? <clears throat> Sounds like a lot of other Missy stuff around that time. <laughs> I mean, uh, from what I can gather from doing some research in it, the Spice Girls were touring America and out of nowhere, Missy phoned up Mel B and said, uh, I've just written a track, I think you'd be perfect for it. Do you mind coming in and recording it with me? Uh, Mel B then sort of cap in handed it to the rest of the Spice Girls going pretty please can I just go and record this off they went this came of it released as a single went to number one and then 
back to the spy skills. Smash cuts two years later, and she puts it on her first solo album. In, nice. in typical Prince style of completely burying the lead of a song two years old. Uh, I think this is a prime example of why Mel B didn't have a solo career. Bad choices and poor production. About five minutes ago, I was saying how Mel B was kind of badly advised. Yep. I think this is a prime example of that. This hand in hand voice. with her cover of Word Up. I forgot about the, Word the, Up. The, the, one, the yeah. one two blow of <laughs> the cover of Word Up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, as much as I would love to get as much like solo spice into the Pantheon as humanly possible, this is fucking garbage, boys. This is her only shot as a solo artist as well, I think. Yes, it? it is. Yeah. Mm. Opinions. I, I couldn't give a fuck whether this is her only shot. This is shite. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it yeah. shite? I didn't mind this. I don't love it. I didn't mind that. it. That's, that's got, the most praise I can It's got that Missy it. Timberland stank all over it. <laughs> the thing you know, Miss, Missy's stuff around the time was really exciting. It, it almost was. a little bit flight of stairs falling down a flight of stairs. This is like a badly malfunctioning bloody mobility scooter on a fucking travelator. It's crap. Because this is about the time this is going to be close to like She's a Bitch and stuff like that, isn't it? Mm. Um, which is, yeah. This well, is, like, is it, on... is it any hint that she'd wrote the song and didn't think it was good enough for her to do, so she offered it to a <clears throat> member of an already existing pop group. Yeah. But... <laughs> this it, isn't a good start, Craig. This it's not. It's weak start. sauce. I mean, let's see if we can get any better. <laughs> my next number one this week is unique <laughs> number one. You just get number possessed one. by Michael Jackson for a second then. <laughs> she, <laughs> oh, is that what he called it? <laughs> uh, my next number one is unique number one number 1396 wow uh, miss, mr johnny cash give me them Folsom prism facts baby it's been well hello one week once again this was number one for one week from the 20th of january in the year of our lord 2022 uh i was aware of the song week. Yeah, I was aware of this song. Uh, I don't know how aware you boys will be of it. Uh, <laughs> I can guarantee probably not very. A big flashing sign of TikTok written all over the top of this song. Press play. Fuck you, any mom, any sister, any job, any broke ass car, and that's just. I'm over it. Yes, this is Gail with her big hit song, A B C D E F U. Does it, how do you does spell Gale? Are we spelling Gale? Is uh, it the wind? As, uh, no, we've got a Y in there. Oh, Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gale. this, uh, I think the one note I've got of this is, uh, somehow on Wikipedia, this is classified as pop punk. I disagree. Does it Does it drop? <laughs> Uh, I mean, hit the chorus. I mean, it's it's fine. It was thirty. TikTok thirty seconds was maybe. I, was into you, but I'm over it. I need people to open their mouth more. A wonderful dubstep. <laughs> 
<laughs> Matt just holding his head in his hands. This this is what became of pop punk, apparently, Matthew. Right. <laughs> I've never felt as old. <laughs> can I can I share something with you? So you know on Spotify you get the, the blurb. Yeah. They yeah. write themselves. <clears throat> this is either adorable. Or, because I'm old and cynical, I now assume this was probably written by an A&R exec or someone like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. says, Hi, I'm Gail, I'm 19 and I live in Nashville and I write songs and sing them. When I was 17, I put out a song called ABCDFU and it absolutely changed my life. Last year I went on tour with Taylor Swift and Pink and I thought ABC was going to be the craziest thing that ever happened to me. And then it carries on. So it's as if it's like this sweet confessional thing. It's clearly fucking <laughs> bullshit. How we feeling, boys? Do your third one. <laughs> Excellent. That was such a threat. <laughs> so I really didn't mean that to come across that. I'm really sorry. But please, let's get this out of the way. So, my my final number one this week is unique. Number one, number 249. Oh, I this bet this is going to be dead good. I bet this is going to be dead good. Shit. Ah, well, we'll revisit that comment in but a moment. Uh, <laughs> This was number one for two weeks from the 10th of April in the year of our Lord, 1968. Johnny Cash, for one last time, give me a fact called Sue. <laughs> you have to be mostly drunk to do it, but um, that's all right. Cliff. Cliff. Press play. Congratulations. I'm done. Yes, yep. can you can can you hear that? That's a Frankie and Benny celebrating somebody's birthday in the background there. This is of course <laughs> congratulations by Cliff Richard. I mean, it's I'll just everything that's wrong with Cliff. Yeah, this, this, this is everything that's wrong with Cliff Richard songs of the late sixties. It's 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 far too sweet. Oh. It's garbage. It's uh, peak yeah. Cliff between shat like this. And Jesus, Jesus, Cliff. <laughs> yes, it's 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 awful. It's awful in every possible way. Matt's <laughs> just written "been in the chat," and I think he's walking away. He's, yeah, he's 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 wrote "been in the chat." He's uh, WhatsApp me the word "been," and I believe he's also uh, writing it on his forehead by writing it on a piece of paper. <laughs> and yes, that is indeed the third confirmation of the word "been." Uh, for each song there, in a different format. Uh, Liam, where are we at, my love? <laughs> Fucking bin it. Yeah, but as these, came, as these came through, I could hear the bin already wafting in the breeze. All I can say is I feel quite sorry for Mel B. It Why? was a bad choice to begin with. Um, Serves a right for trying to be the first out the gate and get a solo hit and <gasps> leave the Spice Girls early. Fuck her. She got it wrong. Get in the bin. <laughs> Well, our second unanabin of the episode, gentlemen. Um, let's see if the number twos are as forgiving as they were for Matthew. I was wondering about your mama. Did she get that job she got that Robin style keyboard? It is Justin Bieber and Blood Pop with friends. Because <laughs> of because of course it is. I mean. You know what? I'll take it oh, over. Congratulations. That's better than the other stuff. Yeah, sure. Could you chorus us? <coughs> Could you chorus us? But I'm wondering, can we still be friends? Uh, I mean, 
I'll give this to Bieber. Okay. I mean, as much as we all hate him, he surrounds himself with incredibly talented people and he's aging slowly into quite a, a reasonable bottle of mid, mid-price, mid-price wine. So, Blood Pop is actually a guy I really like, um, producer I've got a lot of time for, but I knew him as uh, Blood Diamonds. And he did this EP as Blood Diamonds. I can't remember what it was called, but I played it to <coughs> death. One of the best things I've heard in in years. That was about 2012, 2014, something like that. Um, so yeah, I've got a lot of time for this, actually. I imagine I will quite Good. like it. I mean, success, I'm afraid. I mean, compared to the three I had, anything yeah. anything would have been a win. There, there was not a cucumber castle in sight on that one. It was 2012, and it was the Phone Sex EP, and there was a tune on it called Ritual by Blood Diamonds, and it was fucking fantastic. And um, I'm going to um, bring us home. I was going to say, fingers crossed on everything. On a solid three, please. Yes, please. So, my first number one of the week is the unique number one, 1,367. Shall we just go? I give up. This is first number one on the 6th of February, 2020. What's our machine today? Uh, Uh, Johnny Johnny Cash. Cash. I mean, sorry, Johnny. Cash, thank you very much. Um, Give me information. It's been... Oh, wonderful. A one-weeker. Um, just what we all were waiting for. This <laughs> is um, someone we all know already. Um, he's already appeared on the show once, but this is his second appearance, and this is his third number one single. I feel by the wayside Like everyone knows oh. Capaldi? Not Capaldi. Yeah. Not George Ezra. <laughs> Um, Everyone's favourite pizza purveyor. George Ezra? No, was it George Ezra? I thought I, it was Capaldi. What, what pizza? No, it's Capaldi. What? What, what are we talking about? Uh, Mr Capaldi, during Covid, when there was a lull in the music scene, decided to uh, create his own line of frozen pizzas. So if you go into Iceland, you can find uh, Mr Capaldi's own... Bra- with his big, big face slapped all over the box. Amazing. <laughs> and all the pizzas are made out like in his face, so he's like... Pepperoni eyes and a baracolin <laughs> nose. Baracolin. And just someone's someone's poured sweet corn. Just, smile. It, just imagine. Just imagine if all pop stars came out with their own line of fast food. There's Taylor Swift's burgers. There's I the think she's got pit. cracking tits. Taylor Swift's burgers. There we go. That's that's what we're calling it, aren't we? Um, so Lewis Capaldi. Can we not, um, no, stop. Can we have a minute for Taylor Swift's burgers? If that doesn't get us cancelled, nothing. <laughs> what What's the song called, Liam? This is "Before You Go" by Lewis Capaldi, um, a dude Scottish songsmith who has achieved a remarkable amount of success for someone with so little to actually say musically. I think. Um, I don't actually mind him as a person. I think he seems quite interesting. He's quite fun. Yeah, we say that, don't we? Yeah, and he's got but- Tourette's. Yeah, you don't get points either I, I, way. Well, no, no. I, I always prefer my musicians with Tourette's. It's just that not many have had it. But it's it's just it's more Lewis Capaldi doing Lewis Capaldi. I find him 
incredibly dull. I don't know how something this depressing is so successful again and again and again. You Welcome remember... to the 2020s, love. Yeah, but it's like, it, it's just, it's a lesser successful version of Sheeran, realistically speaking, with slightly yes. more, or slightly less unpleasant overtones. I mean, and... when when you sat there thinking, oh, wasn't Galway Girl upbeat and fun? <laughs> Comparatively, I I think you know they they do plough a similar furrow. Whereas Sheeran does tend to have a lot, a a few more tricks up his sleeve. He doesn't. Sheeran isn't really hand wringing. He does tend to do story songs and and approach things from different ways. Played a fiddle in an Irish band. Fell in love with English. It's the worst. It's like a mutant. If that ever ever comes in as a number two, we're in trouble. Um, <laughs> I also absolutely hate, like, obviously, um, Sheeran's album titles are irritating. And imagine if you were ever working in Andy's records, Andy's records, and you had to type in, I don't know, ampersand or. Well, if you're working on in Andy's records, it would be filed under E, lest we not forget. True. Yes. Um, and at least, but at least those are short. The titles of Capaldi's albums are infuriatingly long and pretentious. The first being "Divinely Uninspired to a Hellish Extent," very, very witty, followed by "Broken by Desire to be Heavenly Sent." Oh, it's as if they, they're almost like connected. Oh, it's, it's going to be. It's he's a, writing it's a, a song out of his album titles. It's a stanza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's acousto pap. Do we need to say anything else? Uh, it's just, yeah. The song's not much I to think, write home about. I think you nailed it with your first sentence, which is it's more Lewis Capaldi. <laughs> we don't mind him, but it's just more, isn't it? That's that yeah. could be the title of his next album. It's more Lewis Capaldi. But yeah, like I like the lad, but we don't do sympathy votes for someone with Tourette's and No, I just I just like the, the song on being Tourette's. a shit song. I love the yeah. fact that he's got Tourette's. And I think what we need to say to Lewis Capaldi, and what we need to say to quite a lot of the artists who are hand-drinking, cry-wank cry stuff, is it's none of our business, love. Move on. Yeah. yeah. SoundCloud exists for a reason. Fuck off there. So, next up is unique number one, 1,378. Oh, I absolutely can I, can hate I just, this Can game. I just go on? Can I just go now and just say I'm binning? <laughs> Are you going on two? I'm going on one and a half. Oh, he's going one, 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 half. one and a year. <laughs> yeah, this is the half. second song from 2020. Um, oh, this episode. God. Yeah, I'm, I'm going now. Bin. Wow. So Craig's Craig is gone. locked. I'm that fed up with hearing the words 1,300. I, um, I am professional, and I will stay the course, and then probably still bin. Well, this is... This was first number one on the 1st of October 2020. Boo. And was number one for four whole weeks. How? I don't know. We were all locked inside, so no one listened to the radio anyway. So, um, yeah, machine info, please. Nothing. Um, I'm going to play you this, and you'll recognise the song probably, because it sort of sits there in the very back of your brain. It is by 24K Golden. They've missed the E from Golden. And Ian Dior, that famous designer, Ian Dior. Um, Have a listen. (laughs) 
yeah, you'll get that. Bad forged copy of the chili peppers in the. Why you always in the mood? Fuck around like a brand new. I ain't trying to tell you what to do. Oh, no, no. Okay. So, it's more SoundCloudy auto tune. I wish I was Chance the Rapper. Bullshit. I stand, I stand by my free choice. <laughs> However, I can't believe this ever made it past quality control. The guitar at the start is so out of tune. No, it's not. It's it goes, dun, 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 dun. It goes up mm. to a note. That note is so fucking flat. Mm. Yeah. You know, like you said before, I want people to open their mouths more. I get what you mean now. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with it this. It reminds me of the backing music you'd hear on Shot of the Tournament for the snooker. So, you get, you know, and most people who know me know I'm a big proponent of house music. Love it. It's my, my jam. Um, and there is something absolutely fucking incredible about a big black lady who grew up in the gospel tradition and fucking sings. And that's what makes house music amazing. And then you get Gale, and you get 24 Carat Golden, just look at him. talking like this for the whole fucking song, and making zero effort. I suspect he's had all his teeth replaced with a grill, and maybe that's why he doesn't open his mouth properly. Um, but he doesn't look like a fucking human edge sketch. My third number one of the week is unique number one, 796. Don't this was care. number one for the first time on the 18th of July. 7 July? It's 7 July? Yes, correct. Yeah, well, yeah. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, any more facts for me? What year? 97. Uh, 98, sorry. 98. 98. Yeah. Any That's more fine. facts for me? What's the machine again? Johnny, uh, Cash. Johnny Cash. I'm not that drunk. It's just not going in, this one. <laughs> it's been. That's what he said. A one-week wonder. There's no Brewer's Droop here. A one-week wonder in 98. It could be awesome. Not going to be, is it? It could not be awesome as well. Um, I reckon you'll get this cool. within a second. Oh, uh, let me let you up and down until you say stop. Yeah, what's yeah. the song? Freaky. 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 <laughs> I want to get freaky with you. I want to get freaky with you. Who did it? It was Freak Me by Another Level. And lest we forget who's in Another Dane Level. Bowers. Dane Bowers. Dane Bowers. <laughs> Hello, Dane. He's had so much fucking airtime this episode. I um, stand by my choice. <laughs> um, should we have a little blast of chorus for those of you who <coughs> maybe don't remember this masterpiece? Indeed. Why not? This is So, um, this comes from um, Another Level's first album, ingeniously titled... Oh, they had, they had two albums. Another Level. Yeah, the second album is called Nexus. They also had something else called From the Heart, but that's a Greatest Hits record. You can't have a Greatest Hits if you've got two albums. I'm sorry, that's just... <laughs> Correct. Um, and two of the singles from the first album were on the second album. Um, so, 
I can tell you about another level and Dembo's and all that shit. Um, there is uh, two things I want to tell you about because I much prefer to tell you the shit that comes out from this stuff <laughs> and the personal stuff than anything that actually matters. My favourite thing is that Dane Bowers, Gareth mm. Gates, Kavanagh. Yes, I know this. Kavanagh. This is uh, Kenzie uh, from Blazing Squad and Adam yeah. Rickett formed a supergroup yeah, called yeah. Fifth Story. Fifth Story, that was it, yeah. Saw them live and all. Who are you? <laughs> they were, it, was for, it was for the uh, the big reunion. It was when there was the, it was the ITV two show where they got all the pop acts from the uh, late 90s early noughties and then they ran out of bands for the second season that would agree to do it and so they roped in a load of solo stars and go go on yep. make a band then and <laughs> and Gareth Gates showed up for the first time in ages as a permatan no neck meathead and it was just like who are you <laughs> Permitan, no not, a stuttering, not, a, not a stuttering sight I was like boo bring back the stutter you retro bastard <laughs> So, Stabbing your way through John J. Melody again. I've, I've got, I don't know what to say to all this. Um, so, <laughs> the thing that's kind of interesting is me and my dad used to have a thing where we would quite like to try and spot songs and kind of put little bets on as to what we thought was going to be big. Um, I was always way better at it than him because I mm. there was a couple of tracks I, I pecked really well and I was on... Like um, I said, Alice DJ was going to be a really big hit with Never Off Alone, uh, Better Off Alone and stuff like that. My dad put his money on Barbara's Adagio for strings, which was fair. My dad also, quote, said that Dane Bowers was going to be a vocalist comparable to Michael Jackson. He wasn't right there, was he? He wasn't right there, was he? No, that was a swing and a miss from old Papa. Um, So, um... Are we keeping these three gentlemen? <laughs> I've already gone, mate. I'm out the door. I'm already on the bus home. It's so. What, what did we had? We had um, what, Craig tapped out we've very had, early. Let, no, let me let me tell you. We've had Lewis Capaldi. We've had twenty four Golden and Ian Dio, and another level. <laughs> that that's such an easy bin for everyone, isn't it? <laughs> this is going down Jesus. as one of the worst weeks in the show. This is this, this is awful. I'm really annoyed. Well, really I think, annoyed. is that our very first... I'll have to check it out in a second, but that might We've be our had very unanimous, first... First for a while. None have been episode across the board. Everything. Are you sure? No. Are you sure? I, I'm, I'm not sure, sure we've come I'm close before, but... <laughs> no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly check. Um, but we uh, have to have, a, have, have a, often. a mucky dip. Let's find out, boys. You ready? Yeah. yeah, go for it. Oh, sit down, we'll have it. Thank you. What is it? Sit James, down, James. Sit down. Oh. You'll know the chorus. I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to skip The James won't play live anymore. It was like coming up for air hearing that. Perfect. Perfect. Actually, you know, I'd, I'd never like that song, but fuck, it's better than the rest of it, isn't it? How good does that song sound after this it's week? Like a, it's like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> it really is. It's like, it's oh like, my God, good music does exist. Oh, that's That makes me very happy. That was rough. That was a, 
a rough episode, but we survived it, and we didn't get Cucumber Castled at all, because clearly our decisions were correct, and the fates have smiled upon us. Um, Shall we wrap this shit up? I'm really, really sorry, dear listener. I'm just really sorry that... uh... You have to sit through that. I mean, I'm sure it, I'm sure it was funny on your side and Aaron's. It's been absolute fucking hell for the last hour, but... It's been shit. Uh, let us know what you think. You can head over to any of the socials. You'll find the links at everynumberoneever.com where there's a link tree linking to all our various social medias. Please get in touch via there. I mean, it really isn't worth giving us any money for this one, but if you'd like <laughs> to give us some money towards this episode and sort of take the sting out of the uh, the last hour's recording, head over to patreon.com slash E-N-O-E podcast where you'll find some far superior music in different reviews, playlists, all sorts. <laughs> I mean, there's a picture of me with the lead singer of Awesome, but I don't even think that's worth a cheer, I'm afraid. It's not just it's just apathy. That's we'll all I want that for that. Now. We'll kill yeah. it then. Liam, uh, Pantheon, I mean, it's going to be a short list this week. <laughs> It is, but what is wonderful is that every single one of the tracks that we got given this week, we all voted to bin unanimously. That's the first time we've ever done that. There's been times where everything's gone in the bin, but not unanimously. There's been always someone, (coughs) Craig, um, fighting against... So the, in uh, 64 episodes. 64 episodes. That's our first Unanabin episode. So yeah, well one of us defending Chris Brown. <laughs> so Into the Pantheon have gone not... No, sorry. Not Into the Pantheon have gone. Buddy Holly, but it's a, the crickets. Changes by Kelly and Ozzy Osbourne. And two lesser spice numbers with Holler. Holler. Yes, majority white band, Holler. And Let Love Lead the Way. No one remembers that either. Um, also into the bin went another Spice Girls. There's two Mel B's in the bin. Three if you count the double A. Three Mel B's in the bin at once. <laughs> Terror. Um, Gales, A, B, C, D. Um, I'm not doing the asinine joke at the end of it. And Cliff Richards, tra-la-la-la-lol. Finally into the bin went uh, Peter Capaldi as the 12th Doctor. He was the shittest Doctor. Um, Bless him. 24k golden. I don't think he was 12th, was he? No, he was 14th or 15th. Um, was it? Capaldi. Capaldi, he's 12. He's 12. Moving on. Um, 24k golden. And Ian, Ian Dior. <laughs> um, Christian Dior's Southampton cousin. And Fucking another level. Stephen with, Armani. Um, Dane Bowers, who came up a surprising amount this episode um, with Freak Me. And another level. All of those have hit the bin. Um, into the Pantheon, though, thankfully, we got Madonna's Live to Tell, Justin Bieber with Blood Diamond Friends, and James's overplayed Sit Down. I personally think we should play out with Out of Your Mind by Dan Bowers, but that's just me. I don't think you really mean it. This week, gents, I'll tell you now, we're not playing out with any music. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to hear any more. Like, literally, I think people want to go deaf. But we knew we were going to have episodes where we were going to be getting the shovels out and it's just like manure. Clearing the proverbial shit from the past. Manure. (laughs) We have taken out 
So the average number, I mean, you've, we've had we've had one three nine six, we've had one three six seven, we've had one three seven eight. We, we're we're clearing a path here, gents, to make the latter episodes a little bit more bearable. So for that, I thank you, Craig. Oh, welcome, and I thank you, Liam. <laughs> it was, it happened, and we will have seven days to recover and reconvene. And hopefully, at that point, dear listener, we'll give you something that's more worth listening to than the last hour of your time. But thank you for sticking with us, and we will see you in seven days. God bless, love you. See you then. Bye. Bye. Congratulations. <laughs> And celebrations. Shut up. <laughs>